tour all night is supported by listeners like you. To find out how you can help, head over to patreon.com slash songsoftoryamos. There you'll see what exciting rewards we're offering for your support. Once again, that's patreon.com slash songsoftoryamos to help us continue to make high-quality and tour-attainment for you. Everybody. Welcome back to Tour All Night, Season 2. It's been four and a half long, lonely years since Tori hit the road. But finally, this February, she embarks on a whirlwind zigzag across Europe. And we do mean zigzag. But guess what? We'll be right behind her covering every aspect of the tour. From wills and wants to pre-show plans and post-show impressions, we'll be at every stop along the way bringing you all the hottest tea about our favorite tea. But first, we must prepare. So in this series of episodes, we sit down with a different person from every tour stop along the way and invite them to be our tour guide and answer our most important questions. What are the vibes? Where are the gay bars? And can we sleep on your couch? But also anything else that pops into our head. Get to know a little bit more about each city on Tori's European schedule, and most importantly, the people that are coming to the shows. Welcome back. This is Tour All Night. How do I describe you to the masses? Um, Oh, God. I I am on the line with the biggest cat and chocolate lover I know in Manchester. It's Ben Adams, who everyone insisted I must speak with about Manchester. Hi, Ben. Hey, hey, good to speak to you. I don't know who was insisting this, but uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Everybody. So I'm excited to talk to you. Too funny, excited to talk to you too. <laughs> so you've done shows after shows after shows. You started touring in 98. Tell us your Tory story. Tell us everything about you. Yeah, God, so I was just a kid. Um, I've, I've still got pictures outside Newcastle City Hall when I uh, I saw my, my first Tory concert with my friend Penny, um, choir girl. We made a banner and then we got inside the theatre and, you know, it wasn't like a pop concert where you could just wave it around. Right. <laughs> um, I think we were a bit misguided. Did you throw a beach ball too, Ben? Uh, yeah, no, not this time. So, God, yeah, so that was that was my first show. I got into Tori sort of around the Pele era. I sort of, yeah, started seeing some of the stuff on the TV, um, some of the music videos, but I actually started with the Little Earthquakes. I was shopping at HMV, buying records, and I just saw those mushrooms on the back of the album, and, you know, what what, <laughs> what was I going to do? I had to buy it. Did you know right away? Were you intrigued, or did you know? Oh, hell yeah, I, I knew, yeah. You just do, don't you? And, I, and it was a perfect time, because I... I had like, what, three, four albums to get through. I think she was just moving into the Choir Girl era. So I listened to like four albums in you know, quick successions, but went through them like chronologically, which I think was kind of important in retrospect. Mm-hmm. And then I've never let go. And God, it's a long time now. This is amazing. So your first show, May 24th, 1998. This is the set list, everybody. Newcastle, UK, City Hall. It was Black Dove January, IIE, Precious Things, Northern Lad, Liquid Diamonds, Cornflake Girl, Cruel, Secret Time was Upside Down in Winter, and then part two was Horses, Spark, Raspberry Swirl, and The Waitress. Encore one was God, Tear in Your Hand, and Encore two is Landslide. Uh, what was your favorite moment? 
Uh, you know what? I think it was just seeing Tori for the first time. I had no idea how she would be. I thought she would come on with like fairy wings and shit. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know. But um, she was just very real, like floaty tops and cargo trousers. I remember being surprised. It was it felt more like a recital than a concert. But oh. it, it I think just because it was so intense. Yeah. And what's your signature song? And have you ever obviously you've talked to her, right? You've done a lot of shows. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've talked to her. I'm always trying to get her to play Kylie Minogue tracks. Sorry, Tori, but <laughs> I'm all like, cover Kylie Minogue. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> so, but she has. Were you behind Can't Get You Out of My Head? Yeah, no, I wasn't. No, oh, God. Okay. No, 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 that was a while back. Um, what's my signature song? Um, I love Apollo's Frock, to be honest. Oh. I think it's not my favorite Tori song, but I, it's a great song. It's, it's great live, and I'd like to hear it again. When you talked to her for the very first time, what did you say? I mean, tell us the Cliff's notes. <laughs> Don't tell us the dirty details. I, I was like, God, I'm, I'm, I need a story. I didn't really have one. <laughs> so I, it, was, it was one of those, um, hey, hey, Tori, you know, I love you. And I've like followed you for years. And she's kind of like, yeah, you're lame. Move on. <laughs> oh. you know, no, she, she didn't do that. But in my head, that's what was happening. Yeah. So I'm like, just just take that photo. And, and yeah, I, I can hardly speak. I just I, I remember I, my heart was, was racing so, so fast. And I, I could hardly breathe. You know, everything was just so tight. I just kind of had to get out of there. But it was, God, it was, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, that was, that was, um, that was Simple Attraction Tour in London the first time I met her. So, so quite a few years after my first show. Amazing. And that was the last tour with the band. So are you excited about the band coming up? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people um, slate the Zold Posse tour and the quality of their voice. And I love the legs and boots. And I just, I love the extra variety that a band brings mm-hmm. and the jamming. And it just, it can add a whole different dimension to the, to the song. So, yeah, bring it on. I agree. I'm 100%. I can't wait to see the new drummer. I can't wait. I'm just so excited. Yeah, yeah all about that. Okay, let's talk about Manchester. So you're from Manchester, right? I am from all over, but I've lived in Manchester for 11 years, so I'm not a Manchester native. So, so you know, the haters are going to hate on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, people. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, so now I'm gonna, I might ask some basic questions. I just want to ensure Manchester people are called Mancunians, right? Yeah, that's right. You've done your research. <laughs> yeah. Well, I listened to the Tori Amos bootleg from Manchester, and I was there. I actually went to Manchester before, and I've been to this venue. So oh, wow. We have to talk about this venue. This was the same venue she played on the Summer of Sin or the original Sensuality Tour, whichever it was, in mm. 2005. I remember the O2 Apollo, which was located at Stockport Road in Ardwick Green, M126 AP. I remember it being massive. And that was, yeah. The, yeah, it's like I was sitting in the front row of the balcony and I felt like I was so far away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stay off the front of the balcony because I find that a lot of the time the lights, they hit you right there. So you kind mm-hmm. of like, where's Tori? Where's Tori? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the light guys are doing a good job. But yeah, um, yeah stay away. Why this venue? This venue, God, it is, it's a really great place for Tori to play, right? So I'm just going to divert, right? So, so the last time she played in Manchester for Native Invader, she chose to play in a different venue, the Palace Theatre, which is a theatre. And the acoustics are bad. It didn't feel right. And Tori normally brings a really dirty show to Manchester. And I think people who have looked at the Manchester set lists and have, have listened to the bootlegs will know what I mean. You know, she, she drops covers by people like Moby. Mm-hmm. And the, the Apollo is a great venue for that. It's... So it's hard to describe. You go in there and you know that there's been a lot of beer spilt on the seats. Um, 
and it's it's not as polished as as a lot of places. God, you you Americans are probably quite disgusted actually. No, it. it's like we we love that in Manchester. I love know, it too. It I love beer on everything. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Bring the grit. Spill it on me directly. Yeah, spill it in my mouth. Yeah, um. <laughs> please. It's no secret that she does the best shows in Manchester either. By the way, like everybody says, yeah. the Manchester shows are amazing, and that Moby cover that you referenced is one of my favorite of all time. So. The deep register and i think if mm-hmm. i remember rightly she she finished with a raspberry swirl on that, that mm. show as well so um this venue it's not around the center of town ardwick green makes it sound um like it's a you know really Very beautiful far away oh green park. yeah it's not it's um it's not the sweetest part of town but it's a good venue i've seen um sisters there i've seen tour a couple of times it's a good venue for it to play so i think people should be excited about that this is a really stupid question so what's the difference between the o2 apollo and the carling apollo which she did in 2005 it's the same it's just sponsorship. So, oh, okay. yeah, O2 sponsor most of the small music venues, smallish music venues in Manchester now. So, um, so that that is it. And the, maybe there was more beer spilling back in the, <laughs> when in the it Carling was, days. Carling, Carling Black Label. <laughs> yeah, that's it's all about the beer. Got it. Got it. Okay, so this show takes place on a Tuesday, Tuesday, March fifteenth, two thousand twenty-two. The day before is Glasgow, and the day after is a day off on our way to Cork. Um, mm. How many shows are you doing on the tour? God, I'm doing one. <gasps> I, I, oh, in shop in hell of breath. <laughs> I might make it down to London and see one of the London shows. I'm, I'm being talked around, but um, oh, yeah. age is catching up to me, and <laughs> and you know, work life responsibilities, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe next time. Those things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so sad. then, tell us all about Manchester. What are the general vibes and some things you love about your city? So Manchester, it's like you said, it's all about the vibe. There's a few cities in the world where you can't quite put your finger on exactly what makes it special. Berlin is one of those. Anyone who's been to Berlin will know that the city is like mostly ugly, but it's got this energy about it. Manchester is one of those. It's quite um, bohemian, alternative. It's, it's like Melbourne in Australia. Same kind of vibe. That's, you know, that's kind of the vibe you're going to get when you come to Manchester. I moved here because I fell in love with it when I was in my early 20s. Um, it's got a real great mix in the city centre of old and new. There's some amazing buildings. There's been a real thought to how the city's been sort of redeveloped over the years. It's, there's a lot of sort of textile industry heritage in Manchester. So it's, it's, it's a cool city to walk around. The people haven't always been known has been the warmest people from the north of England. Um, I'm probably going to get, you know, <laughs> cabbages thrown at me for saying that. You Do know, people just got... walk around throwing cabbages at each other? Yeah, I'll tell you, that's why. <laughs> that's why they're Manchester. not considered warm people, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't come to Manchester. Um, <laughs> so, no, places like Newcastle, where, where I'm from originally, and Liverpool, like the, you know, those those people, they, they tend to be very open, really open. Mancunians didn't used to be like that, but one of the things, unfortunately, that Manchester will be known for by people now is is the um, Manchester bombing, uh, probably about five years ago, in that Ariana Grande concert, and that was obviously a you know tr- a tragedy, but it changed the city in a way and changed it for the better. The people of Manchester weren't 
destroyed by it. They sort of they came back with this community fighting spirit, which hasn't gone away. It's really brought the city together. The city was already a very inclusive, diverse city, ethnically, the sexual orientation, everything. It's a very open, encompassing city. Yeah. I've heard that it is the gay capital of England. Is that true? <laughs> I live here. <laughs> so, so, yes. Oh, oh, I did just out myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody's been telling me, like, wait till you get to Manchester and you're going to have a lot of fun. That's what people tell us. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so this is back in sort of when I was in my, oh God, probably around the time I saw Tori Amos for the first time. Um, queer as folk. When that was on television in the UK, and then you, you, you in America, you got your own version. Mm. The UK version is filmed on the streets of Manchester, and oh. their nightlife it's based around Canal Street, which is the gay area. Well, one of the gay streets. It's in the, it's in the heart of the, the gay area in Manchester, and it is a, is a really great night out. It's a great night out, but it's a good place just to go sit in some of the parks, um, go and have an afternoon tea. There's hotels in the gay area, you know, if anyone wants to, uh, <laughs> to hook up <laughs> for a night's sleep. <clears throat> um, <laughs> not much sleeping happening. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> on a Tuesday, Ben, on a Tuesday. <laughs> seven days a week in this town. <laughs> Wait, so what is the city like? Is it a 24-hour town? Like, are we going to a party town or are we going to like, because you've got these angry people around throwing cabbages at a <laughs> I'm assuming they go to bed early and then like the town comes to life or what? Yeah, it's pretty much a 24-hour town. I mean, uh, well, it can be a 24-hour town if you find places to go. We're not like some cities in Europe where people go out at, at 10 p.m. and, you know, anything earlier is, you know, I'm in bed by 10 p.m., but um, <laughs> you can stay out all night. Um, yeah, there's things to do. Obviously, we've got the vid at the moment, and, um, you know, who knows what we'll be, we'll be doing in March. Bars and, and restaurants and things are still open, but, yeah, you, you can go out and you can club the night away, but on a Tuesday, yeah, right, right. yeah you might find somewhere to go um. <laughs> so what determines to me a 24-hour town is like transport is there if we go out all night a are there clubs that are open late but then b will the train or bus get us home or get us to the hotel that's what to me determines it Okay, um, Tuesday night, I, read, I don't reckon you'll find a, a club easily that's going to be open all night. But there's night buses run all over the city, so the main arteries will have night buses on. There's a, a metro, or it's a tram system, I guess you call it, uh, that's pretty good. But that finishes normally around midnight, so you're kind of stuck with night buses and taxis. Taxis are really good to get from the city centre, and everyone's got Uber and Lyft and stuff now. But to be honest, I think if you're if people are coming to Manchester to see the show, they are going to stay in the city centre because there's a lot of choice and there's a lot of hotels and the prices aren't that terrible. Mm -hmm. That's what we're saying. Yeah, we're staying in the city centre. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Don't stay far out. There's some cool suburbs. Like you know, I live I live about four miles out of the city centre, but you don't need to be out there. You can come pay us a visit. But well, we heard that the uh, O2 Apollo is like off the beaten path. So like, don't stay close to the venue. Stay close to the city centre. That's what we. Heard. Yeah, is that true? maybe a ten fifteen minute walk. From from the Manchester Piccadilly train station. Awful, awful. Just kidding. <laughs> we, we, we don't drive everywhere here. <laughs> no, it's, it's not as far out as you might think, but you wouldn't want to stay in the area that's located the Ardwick area. I, would, I wouldn't really recommend it. And I wouldn't recommend directly around Piccadilly train station either. That's just a bit, it's, it's like most UK cities around the bus stations and train stations. And it can be a bit grim, but within 20, 30 minute walk, you're right in the city center, the nice parts of the city center with good hotels and things. Excellent. So talk to us a little bit more about Manchester. I know all I know also so, I mean, not all I know, but I know about there's some trouble with Morrissey right now. <laughs> we, we're, we're not fans anymore, right? 
Well, you, you t- <laughs> no one likes Morrissey anymore. No. Um, he's got a big mouth. Um, he sure does. When I think of Morrissey, I, when I, I, yeah, he's clearly like a, a Manchester classic. But um, <laughs> uh, I just think of the um, you know, beekeeper tirade. Oh, yeah, um, of course. <laughs> I mean, that's, I grew up listening to that. So that's pretty much my knowledge about Morrissey anyway. Same. Same. Shamefully. Yeah, a bit, bit more about Manchester. Yeah, I mean, we have Morrissey. There's loads of good music comes out yeah, of Manchester. Yeah, tell us an English artists that we need to know that we might not have heard of. Some English musicians, because what we're going to be doing, we're going to be buying a lot of vinyl and periodically shipping it home to ourselves. We want just things we can't get elsewhere. So that you might not have heard of, I guess you all know about London Grammar, right? Because London Grammar are just immense. And I know I know some people in the US who are big fans, but uh, London Grammar, I can't recommend enough. I'm wasting my It doesn't matter. Kate Bush. <laughs> so, Kate who? I'm sorry. Has, no, has anyone heard of Kate Bush? Oh, she sounds like Tori. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've heard there. <laughs> Hell, I'm trying to think of some... You know what? The music scene's kind of been trashed with, like, pop and little mix and all that stuff. So, you know, I don't listen to it. I listen to, to Tori. Right, so I mean, fair. I, I, can't, I can't tell you who the good up-and-coming people are because I'm so, like, out of that scene. That's fair. Um, so we have a day off. I think the day off after, it depends on people if they are going to Cork right after if they're going to spend a day in Manchester but if you do decide to spend the day in Manchester where would you recommend to like go out what are some of your favorite spots well I'll tell you where not to go first oh, uh, that, so. that helps please <laughs> yeah there's a big shopping center called the Trafford Center that's kind of famous uh, that sits just outside the city center don't go it's not worth it it's just the same old when I used to come to Manchester as a tourist if you go onto the Manchester City Council website they've got a tourist map which breaks the city center zone into the different sectors so it tells you what it tells you where the gay district is it tells you where Chinatown Ooh. is there's a a decent sized area called the Northern Quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, get the map, explore the different city areas because you'll get a feel for it and you'll get more out of the city that way. But the Northern Quarter is definitely my favorite part of Manchester City Centre. It is. It's grungy. When, if, you, if you walk around it um, during the day, you'll see pools of vomit and, <laughs> and graffiti and xxx booths where you like pay for a video by the hour you know <laughs> don't be put off by that it's one of these places where it's just it's full of small independent bars cafes restaurants um clubs later at night um it's 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 a really hip cool area i'm not gonna say like there's loads of sites there but it's definitely a place to chill and if you're cultured then you know manchester's got its fair share of art galleries um manchester art galleries right in the city center on st peter's square the town hall is pretty impressive as is the central library there's, there's some, some pretty grand buildings that, that people ought to see just sort of taking the taking the sites obsessed with it so we are t- actually taking a train from glasgow to manchester the day of the show so hold okay. on let's see it's 260 miles from glasgow it's about three and a half hours by car three hours by train four hours by plane why would you 
why would anyone bother? <laughs> Do you have any recommended train lines? And then I'm going to match that against what we're actually taking. Any recommended train lines? No, I, w- I would book for our website to find out who the providers are. Um, thetrainline.com is a good place to start for people who haven't booked trains already. I think there's pretty much one provider runs between Glasgow okay, and good. managed to pick Italy. Yeah, we did Rail Europe. Right, okay. Okay, did, is that who you booked through? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, so that'll put, you, you won't be traveling. The train won't be Rail Europe. It'll be, I don't know, ScotRail or Arriva or something. But, but it. It, it, they're all much of a muchness, yeah. The, the, the trains are pretty good. They, they just cost a lot of money, unfortunately, which is why people might fly because it's probably cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> but it takes so much longer. Yeah, um, it does. Why are the trains so expensive? <laughs> Can I go on a tirade about our uh, conservative government that privatizes everything? Oh, yeah. Yeah, please, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they suck. No, it's, we, we used to have um, we used to have British Rail, um, which was kind of a nationalised service, and then back when I was a kid, it got um, privatised. So, so, so it's all for profit now. Trains can be significantly cheaper if you book ahead. So that's the advice to everyone: try and get hold of an advance ticket yeah. because you'll save yourself a hell of a lot of money compared to if you to buy a ticket on the day. But if you do buy an advance ticket, then just check the terms and conditions because if you get on any other train you will be charged for another ticket. You have to go on, if you buy an advance pass, you have to travel on the train that is booked on at that specific time. That's just something to watch. Okay, so the official currency here is the British pound sterling. And what is the tipping culture like? Who do we tip and how much? Oh, t- tipping is not mandatory. So it, I, I always get a shock when I go to the US and uh, I, I need to have a, a, a roll of dollar bills or put 20% on top of the bill. Um, it's not mandatory. So you don't have to do it. To be honest, it, it's kind of become culturally the norm. So if you go out to a bar, restaurant, um, have a meal, then 15 to 20% on food if it's good, 10% if it's okay. Drinks, you don't have to tip at the bar. Don't worry about anything like that. Really? Um, yeah, no, no. I mean, minimum wage here is a bit better, but I suppose the other thing to point out is, you know, small businesses are really struggling with um, the lockdowns and COVID restrictions and, you know, look after your service because they work hard and the businesses are struggling and the people who work in them are struggling. So, you know, your generosity will always be appreciated. Okay, good. Because I didn't want to have to get out of my habit of getting drunk in a bar and tipping 50% at the end of the night. Like, well, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think... So when you when you tip at a bar in the US, I, I remember doing this. Like, you know, you walk to the bar and it's all very nice. And then, you know, the more you tip, the faster you get served next time. Absolutely. Be, yeah, yeah. Be, be, be prepared to go to a bar, maybe not on a Tuesday, but be prepared to go to a bar in the UK and it to be like six deep full of people, like, you know, Hindus and stag do's <laughs> and, and having to fight there to get the barman's attention. It's carnage. Really? <laughs> yeah. We no. like to drink. So. I have one favor. It's funny that you say that, that it's a Tuesday because today's Wednesday. Last Last night was Tuesday and my friend Shaggy and I went out and we got great service at the Eagle because I was tipping. I just kept tipping. I just the drunker I get, the more I tip. <laughs> We've just taken the Rail Europe Scott Rail into town. We've checked into our hotel at the city center. We've listened to London Grammar. We've avoided the pay by the minute video booths <laughs> in the northern quarter. Now, where do we go to grab a drink before the show? Okay, I'm going to get told off for not supporting the small independents first but i love i i, I love brew dog oh, first of all i love that you think that there's the sect of listeners who are just coming for you they're gonna they're gonna be so <laughs> mad at you about so many things <laughs> it's, it's i'm paranoid um yeah brew dog brew dog is a, is a big craft beer brewer they do spirits well now but um they've got three sites in manchester two in the city center so i always like going to brew dog for beer so i'd totally recommend that and and it's walkable within the city center yeah 
yeah, so t- there's two. One is on Peter Street in the city centre. It's quite small in one nice atmosphere. They've also got a hotel, which um, oh. has got a decent bar in it as well. There is a bar called Trough in the northern quarter. That's on Thomas Street. That's got a really cool atmosphere, good drinks. If you are lucky enough, there's a top floor room with a jukebox. And if you, it's got sort of big lounging sofas. And if you're in there at the right time, you can just pick the music that you want to listen to on the jukebox. Oh, um, that's a really great bar. <laughs> Is it an internet jukebox which would have Tori Amos? No, it's, no, <laughs> that, it's, there's no Tory. There's Kate Bush, oh. but it, it's the same. <laughs> same thing. It's one of those ones where you put a couple of pounds in, and then the like CD sleeves kind of move along, like these, oh. like a book, page in a book. It's really old school. It's, it's yeah, it's cute. We're on bars. I haven't mentioned any gay bars. Wait, the trough's not a gay bar? No, 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 oh. no. But you know, it's it, sounds gay. It's so it's so integrated. Like you know, you can flounce around and do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> on Canal Street, um, I would recommend going to Via. Um, that's probably my favorite place. Via. Via. V I A. Yeah, it's an interesting building. It's kind of split out into into different floors. Lots of little areas for making out and (laughs) apparently there you are allegedly allegedly (laughs) allegedly (laughs) i'm looking at their uh their website open since 1995 via the grand dame of the world famous canal street is that true yeah pretty much pretty much says it's the best live cabaret venue showcasing an extravagant weekly array of uk's most fabulous cabaret artists yeah yeah you said it um (laughs) that's all city center i mean i really i i I'm, i'm a suburb kid now so if anyone wants to be a bit more adventurous then take the metro or the tram system out it's easy to do um there's a place called chalton where i live and there's a, a street there called um beach road that has got some awesome bars didsbury area if you take the tram to east didsbury and get off of burton road the burton road area has some awesome bars and restaurants it's less towny it's less in your face it's just it's, it's where the, the locals go it's yeah really good well, I'm definitely going to have to go to Via because it looks fun. I just <laughs> I just checked the calendar. There's nothing yet booked for March 16th, which is the day off. There's nothing yet booked, but I'm sure they might book something. It looks fun. Yeah, Hope... you'll have a good time. Okay, good. <laughs> Even on Tuesday. Even on Tuesday. Okay, so we've checked into our hotel in the city center. We've stopped at Via for a quick drink and just to do a dry run. Now we're walking an arduous 15 minutes to the venue. <laughs> um, <laughs> do we stop to eat along the way? Talk to us about, first of all, talk to us about English food, first of all. What's oh, like... oh, do I have to? Yeah. <laughs> Tell us what's going on yeah. over there. You don't get to eat when you're walking to the venue. There's, <laughs> there's nothing around there. Stay away. Oh, okay. Um, so English food, hey, historically, it's... Um, Oh, it's trash. Um, Why is that? Well, we were poor. You know, we had two wars to fight. And, <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, we, there's a bit of the Irish in us. Like, we ate lots of potatoes and oh. um, and then, you know, batter. So, so like, uh, toad in the hole, that's um, sausages that you, you cook in the oven, pour, like, a flour, egg, and milk batter around them, which all puffs up. And it's it's really tasty with gravy and potato and stuff. Um, I'm a vegan. I shouldn't be saying, <laughs> I shouldn't oh, be saying that. Tell me the best vegan restaurant restaurants in manchester um there's there's a really uh, great place called vertigo um so i'd recommend that 
Again, Brewdog, I mentioned before, they have, it's dirty vegan food, but they do really good cauliflower bites and vegan burgers. Um, Meaning that it's prepared in a space that isn't vegan? Is that what you mean by dirty vegan food? Or like uh, no, greasy? No, I, I mean, fast food. Yeah, greasy, dirty, <laughs> oh, fast food. Yes, yeah, so we, we all like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, a bit out of the city center, there's a place called Herbivorous. That's like a, a oh. vegan fast food joint. That's really worth going to, but probably a bit far out for people. And Manchester's got everything, really. It's, uh, if you want to do fine dining, hell, you know, there's 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 a lot of that. But uh, people on, on tour generally, on a, yeah. on a budget, yeah, we're on a budget. Uh, so, yeah, let's not let's not go down that road. <laughs> we promised ourselves that we were going to do one Michelin star restaurant somewhere, probably in Paris. Okay. That's probably where we're going to go. Good, yeah. yeah, good call. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's traditional British food is pretty dire, but we're such a, a multicultural society. We've kind of benefited from all of that. So if you come to the UK, I would recommend going for a curry definitely go for curry so plenty of curry places in the city center there's also a chinatown so if you come from the u.s you probably have enough of that back home but yeah really good chinese in the city center yangsing is probably the best chinese in the city center so Mm. that's definitely one to recommend I'm going to hold you accountable for something that you had no part in creating, <laughs> but I'll allow you to hold me accountable for anything that you don't understand about Americans. Explain <laughs> to me black pudding, because one time I thought I was getting a chocolate muffin when I, in 2005 <laughs> when I was like, ooh, a classic English breakfast or whatever. So I got a little chocolate muffin and I just bit right into it. Mm-mm. And it was the most uh, shocking moment of my life theretofore. And it, they found out it was black pudding, which is blood, which is like beef blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's like it's like picking off a scab and eating it. Why? <laughs> but Why? a bit more juicy. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, it might be cow's blood. It might be pig's blood. I don't know. But I think oh. I think it's. I haven't eaten it. I, well, I never liked it anyway. But I have not eaten that shit in years. Um, I think it, it's mixed with things like oats and spices, and mm. it's just it's just dirty. Um, <laughs> if you get the opportunity to have white pudding, white pudding is tastier. I think it's more the fat and the oats and the spices, not the blood part mm, so got it. um that's pretty good but black pudding yeah yeah god have an english breakfast we do a really good english breakfast so when you've been out all night uh, and you need something to keep you going go find a cafe that gives you a good english breakfast because that is that's something that i'll say up for the next day okay so what does an english breakfast consist of um, exactly. bacon egg oh, sausage fried bread but- possibly tomato mushroom sausages are bangers right yeah yeah bangers <laughs> and mashes mashed potatoes I'm assuming? yeah, yeah mashes okay. mashed potato yeah okay so that's like a toad in the hole like bangers and mash is a toad in the hole um oh, no. of. So, yeah let me think bangers no I bangers, and mash, bangers and mash is like mashed potato with sausages stuck okay. in it okay. um toad in the hole is when you put the sausages in batter and you cook it in the oven and the batter kind of swells up like a yorkshire pudding oh okay. and you can ask me to explain what yorkshire pudding is now <laughs> please it's it's like batter that you put in the oven and it kind of swells up <laughs> and it, it goes crisp and there's airy bits in it and it's just it's kind of light and fluffy oh, a bit okay. stodgy at the bottom but yeah <laughs> okay i'm gonna eat it all um now so is there anything you want to hold me accountable for that i had no part in creating just hold back the people with cabbages i i, I, <laughs> I that's that's all i'll say who have i offended today right, everybody everybody uh, unsubscribed no but if you're coming to manchester definitely look me up i will um, i've got to meet you guys yeah of course and i'm hoping that you'll talk to us before and or after the show because you know the british are very in my opinion they're very reserved right are you would you call yourself a reserved people 
Yeah, I'm general. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. So I uh, feel like I'm gonna have trouble getting people to talk to me after the show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah. We're, 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 it's, no, it's it's true. We're, I think we're generally pretty introverted, and and you know, I think the 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 Tori Amos fans were kind of like on the extra introverted scale. So. Yeah. But now you are my best Mancunian friend, so you're gonna have to talk to me after the show. It, it's too true, and I I know a lot of the um the British Tori Amos fans that are gonna be going to the show, and 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 they're a great bunch of people. So um okay, yeah, just if you look in the right direction um, i'm gonna do a shout out to hauk hauk is from york she'll be here she's she's off her tits she's uh, i can't <laughs> wait <laughs> yeah I, i'm gonna not you're not gonna give me time to list them all so i'm not gonna but no, please. Else, i'm sorry <laughs> wait do you know peter doyle do you know my friend peter doyle uh i know the name i don't know if i met him oh he's the best okay. um, <laughs> he's from london but he he used to do all the uk shows okay i probably recognize his face yeah mm-hmm. um what's the best coffee place in manchester starbucks, starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, no, don't go to Starbucks. If you're going to go to a chain, go to Cafe Nero. That's better. Um, <laughs> there is a good place actually on Canal Street. Canal Street is kind of how it sounds. There's a, a, a canal, like a waterway running sort of through the middle of the gay area. And on one side of that, they've recently built a little park. And there's a place called Campus um, just on there. That is well worth going to. Now, what's the best tea place? I'm sorry that I asked about coffee first. I don't drink tea. Oh. Um, but yeah. If you're going to drink tea in the UK, then then ask for builders. You'll get like a milky tea with some sugar in it. So that's kind of how it should be drunk, I reckon. Got it. Um, a good hole-in-the-wall kind of cafe that does a good cook breakfast in the morning um, will do a good builder's tea. So, yeah. Okay, this is my favorite part of the show where I ask you to say certain phrases in a British dialect, if you don't mind, so that we can okay. copy you and pretend that we're not American. Because we don't, you know, we might not want everyone to know we're American when we get there. So if you see someone local, how do you say hello there? Isn't it awesome about that big Manchester United sports team accomplishment recently? <laughs> I don't know sports. <laughs> <laughs> um, good morning. Um, uh, something, something to do with football and Manchester United. Um, and I really hope that you're not a Manchester City supporter. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you like football? Question. No, hell no. no. Okay, okay. But th- hey, there's there's two teams in the city centre. You speak to the wrong person, you'll get it. You'll get a punch in the face. So okay. maybe maybe don't ask that. So question. it's best to avoid <laughs> sports altogether. Stick to what we know. <laughs> yeah, check the colours. If someone's wearing a blue top, it'll be a Manchester City. If someone's wearing a red top, it's Manchester United. So so okay. check that out first before you speak okay. to them. Okay, good. Oh, it's like hard lines right there. Yeah, yeah. If you see John Witherspoon and he's insisting for some weird reason that people only speak to him in a British dialect, how do you say spoon since we're nearing the end of tour? Can you please check on Mr. Badman one more time for me? How do you say that? Um, um, John, my good man, if you wouldn't mind having a word with Miss Amos for us, uh, if you could add Mr. Badman to the set list, that would be very much appreciated. It's too kind. That reminded me of something. You British people, I've noticed, use the royal we. I mean, you said for us. Did you mean for you or did you mean for you and me? Well, what can I say? I'm just a giving kind of person. (laughs) I'm always thinking about everyone else. Listeners, take note. Take note. Let's not go there. And finally, if you see a hot local at the show and you're just trying to strike up a conversation, what's the regional appropriate way to say, hello, handsome, what Beatles song did you ask Tori to cover tonight and why was it Eleanor Rigby? Oh, God, I haven't done that to chat in a long time. Um, <laughs> hey, hot stuff. How's it hanging? Um, are you a Beatles fan? Did you request anything from Tori tonight? Eleanor Rigby, perhaps? Who the hell is Eleanor Rigby? Is that a song? Yeah, <laughs> it's, the best, it's the best Beatles song. Father Mackenzie writing the words of a sermon that no one will hear. No one comes near. Look at him working, donning his socks in the night when there's nobody there. 
What does he care? All the lonely people, where do they all come from? All the lonely people, where do they all belong? Oh God, ben. I don't like the Beatles either. Hey, come on, can we talk about Kate Bush? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not a Beatles fan either. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to misrepresent myself, but Eleanor Rigby's an amazing song. Oh dear. I actually heard it for the first time sampled in Sinead O'Connor's song Famine. And if there ever is going to be healing, there has to be remembering and then grieving so that there then can be forgiving. There has to be knowledge and understanding. All the lonely people There we are. There we are. <laughs> yeah. I've learned something. Um, please give us any warnings about Manchester before we wrap up. And anything you know maybe about COVID restrictions, what's going on over there now, what we can expect. Yeah. Well, warnings about Manchester. Um, so it's going to be mid-March. Bring warm clothes. Um, it's oh, we didn't not... even talk about the weather. Yeah. You know, this is this is the UK. Like, um, it's, it's, it's changeable. Um, it might be great. It might be not so great. We, it rains a lot in the northwest where Manchester is so yeah just just prepare for rain and cold otherwise it's a pretty safe city covid restrictions at the moment um hell omicron's everywhere yeah. we'll we'll be on another greek letter uh, by the time the, 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 the tour rolls around um so our approach to covid over the recent months has been a lot more relaxed so there's a lot of people not wearing masks um i would certainly recommend to everyone to wear one when you're on public transport and it's kind of good it's a good thing to do for others when you're in restaurants bars to wear a mask if you're not sitting eating and drinking and if they can move around those places yeah just be careful there's this hand sanitizer in shops on the bus stations and the tram stops that kind of thing so we're kind of well prepared for it but yeah, there's generally a relaxed attitude, but just look after others. And do you know anything about the restrictions on entering? Because we'll be flying from Brussels into London. Is that going to mean that we're going to have to quarantine? Mm. So uh, this is going to change. So I'd, I'd look at um, gov.uk um, in advance of coming and on your own country's website as well. Um, just some up-to-date information. At the moment, from what I understand, you have to have a pre-departure PCR test. Okay. Um, from the country that you're exiting. And I believe you also have to have a uh, PCR test when you arrive in the UK as well. And that you may, I'm not sure, so don't hold me to this, you may have to quarantine until you get that PCR result. But you can get PCR tests that turn around in three to six hours. Okay, great. So, of yeah. course, we'll keep everybody updated on anything that we know as we get closer. It's a little too early to tell still, but we'll keep everybody informed as we know it. And then you can always look on uh, our website for up-to-date information, songswithtramus.com. You can find our show notes for this, of course. After Manchester, we're headed to Cork for St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Is there any way we can convince you to come? Yeah, give it a try. <laughs> okay, we'll try. We'll try when we get um, there. It might happen. I've never been to Cork. I, I mean, I, I, Ireland is an, is an amazing country. And yeah, I've been to Dublin for quite a few shows, but mm. never to, to Cork. So um, yeah. Ben, come on. I can't imagine you being at the third to last show and not just rounding out the last two shows because you've also, not only is it the last two shows, but you've got 
first of all, St. Patrick's Day and the Pele Church. So, <laughs> What was I thinking? It's not too late. People keep telling late. me this. So, yeah, yeah it, may, it may happen. You may see me at a few more. It's, it's the, the first tour in a long time, actually. I've only done one show, so I'm, I know I'm going to regret it already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, you were, you know, if they were ever going to throw cabbages at you, Ben, that would be why. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, I know our yeah. audience. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think I deserve it, actually. Oh, yeah, I agree. Uh, um, yeah. Where can people find you on Instagram or Twitter? So, on Twitter, uh, it's at IcingBoy, and Instagram, it's Oedipus. Oedipus oh. with two S's. So it's mostly my cat, but if you like cats, then you know you're gonna be you're gonna be quincing with, with that cute. one. I, I sometimes pop up. He's a gorgeous cat, so um, I need to get out more. <laughs> I, yes, possibly to Cork and Dublin. <laughs> um, I have a dispute going with myself. Is Icing Boy have anything to do with either icicle or flavor? No. Uh, <laughs> I think I picked that. It was my email address when I was like 12. <laughs> that, that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> I wanted to be Frosting Boy, but I, 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 someone had taken it. So there you go. Icing. It's kind of, that's what we call it over here. Icing Boy. So nothing to do with Terrarius at all. Do you just really like icing? I loved icing cakes. <laughs> oh, you loved icing cakes, like doing the icing. Yeah, I loved doing the icing. Yeah, Well, I oh. loved cakes. I loved, uh, yeah, all that stuff. So, um, adorable it was well i was adorable (laughs) did you find a career in baking no i'm in transplant diagnostics which that's not quite as exciting is it i don't even know what that is (laughs) yeah people can ask me on twitter and instagram i'll tell them all about it (laughs) okay good follow icing boy on twitter and oedipus with two s's on instagram thank you so much for talking on our show today and sharing your insight and your knowledge with us what's your favorite moment of a tory show that you've ever seen Ah, my favorite moment of a Tory show was when Tory dropped Take Me With You at the Manchester Apollo. I'm trying to think what tour that was, but it was very stripped back. And I'd never heard it before. I remember the it was either American Door Posse or it was Sinful Attraction. And the whole way home, I was listening to Appiano to try and figure out what the track was. Ah, it was so, it was, I think the original recording is more harsh and a bit jarring, but it was just soft. And I remember it being very full of love and yeah i think it was for tash that was that was a yeah defining moment that's amazing this is take me with you from september 6 2009 at the manchester apollo in manchester thank you again for being on our show and i can't wait to talk to you in manchester see you on the road likewise see you on the road have a great time Please. 
is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information or links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com.